Welcome to Dogsthorpe Infant School Launchpad. Eddie has his paw excitedly poised over the launch button, so just sit back and enjoy the show. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School, part of Hampton Academy's Trust. Welcome to a brand new series of Eddie's Launchpads, the podcast for children, parents, families, teachers and schools. Now when we began this podcast exactly a year ago, we wanted it to be for children. Time with Eddie Edster to listen to his great guests from around the world and to listen alongside their parents to explore brave new worlds and find ways of learning. And one of the first and most important things for every child to do when they begin their learning is to learn their phonics and to read. And parents and carers, you can play your part by encouraging your child in their phonics learning and read to them great stories. Now, when your child has learnt to read, listen to them whilst they read you a story. Very timely then, that not only do we begin season two of our podcast with a real family as our guests, but hidden among them is a brand new children's author. First of all, let's meet our budding new author on Eddie's Launchpads. Will you please tell our listeners your name and a little bit about yourself? My name is Lorella Pacey and I am 11 years old. Uh, I'll be, I'll just have started year seven um, at the Webber Independence School in Milton Keynes when this podcast goes out. Uh, although I go to school in Milton Keynes, I, I live in Leighton Buzzard, uh, a town in Bedfordshire. Uh, I, I love to play musical instruments. Uh, I'm currently working towards uh, grade three in them instruments at the moment. Uh, I also play a bit of guitar and ukulele. Uh, I love animals, and I, I have a little white fluffy Persian cat. He's called Oki, and um, I've just had my very first picture book published, uh, which is called Jolly Loves Jelly. Which I, I'm pretty excited about that. Eddie has just met Lorella's pet, and um, it went really well. The meeting went well. Dog met cat, and, and both were excited to meet one another, uh, and in a very, very good way. It was lovely, lovely to see. Now, without giving too much of the plot away, Lorella, could you describe uh, a little bit more about your book? Um, well, it's about a young little giraffe called Jolly. Uh, he's out for a walk one day, and he comes across... A, a guy selling jelly on, a, on like a little jelly stand, and uh, then then he like it's all about the story is all about his journey with jelly and and you know all of that. Uh, I can't really tell you too much more uh, without giving the story away, but I am going to say there's a clue in the title. 
Jolly loves jelly. It's not just jolly, mate. I like a bit of jelly myself, <laughs> especially with a dollop of ice cream on the top. Whoa. I'll tell you something. If Jolly loves jelly, I reckon he'll be calling up Deliveroo, won't he? Hey? Oh, uh-huh. just eat. Now, how did Jolly Loves Jelly come about? Well, I've always really loved uh, writing and drawing and like creating new things. I'm always doodling and sketching out ideas and all of that. Uh, apparently, since I was, I mean, I've done that since I was like five or six. But a few years ago, I got diagnosed with uh, this brain condition. It's called Chiari malformation. Uh, it made me quite ill for a while. Uh, so to help me help to help take me uh, to so to help take my mind off things. I would write and draw and use my imagination a lot. And I wrote a little story about a giraffe that likes jelly. And that's that's when I wrote John Loves Jelly. Um, my mom and dad thought it was really good. And that's when I should try and, you know, make it into a proper book. And uh, that's when I found a lady called Anne Brandy. Uh, she's an author herself. Uh, she's got an organization called uh, Kids for Kids, uh, which is like a, it helps mentor young writers. Uh, so I've been working with her and a, a lady called Karis Edwards, who is an illustrator, helped me perfect my drawings for the book. And uh, now it's finished and uh, available for people to buy. I've seen your book. I've looked at it and, and we featured the cover of it on our Twitter page and uh, we will continue to publicise the book. That drawing that's on the front, is that your own drawing then? Sort of. It's it's like I drew it originally, but then Karis just sort of came along and yeah. said, Hey, let me let me uh, let me put some, you know, texture on it, let me make it more finessed. So brilliant. technically it is, yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Now We've hopefully whetted the appetite of the people who are listening for Jolly Loves Jelly. Um, and so I'm now going to ask you, where can people purchase your book? So Jolly, I mean, Jolly has his own website. Uh, it's uh, jollylovesjelly.com uh, that you can buy it there. But um, it can also be bought on uh, Amazon. Uh, there's a link to that on Jolly's website, by the way. And uh, most Good bookshops have access to it. So if it's not already on the shelves, you can always ask them to order it. Hopefully the, the website will give people an, uh, more of a flavour of the book. Uh, and as you say, it's got a link on it. Listeners, uh, don't worry about copying down any of the, the things that's being said about website because everything will be attached to the podcast. It's all going to be on the text. So all you have to do is just click on one click and it will take you straight to the website that Lorella's talking about. Now, are you planning any more books and are you hoping to be uh, this to be your career in the future? Uh, well, yes. I, I'm already starting to write my next picture book. Uh, it's about a cat. Um, I'm not going to tell you any more about that, but I am working on it. I have some ideas for more storybooks that I'm, I'd like to write in the future. Plus, I'd like to write about my experience uh, with Chiari Malformation. As there, there's not really any awareness about that. Uh, most people haven't heard of it. Uh, I'd kind of like to progress into, like more complex storybooks as I get better at writing. 
but I'd also still like to do some more picture books as well. Well, long, long may that continue. And I shall look with great expectation. I'll be looking towards uh, your next series of books. And of course, as I say to all of the authors on the launch pads, once you get a new book out, if you want to come back on and tell our listeners all about it, uh, please get back in touch with me for that. Now, I must admit, I hadn't heard of your brain condition. Um, I'm, I'm completely oblivious to it, which is great that we've got your dad, Mark, on the on the show today as well. So we welcome Lorella's dad, Mark, to the launch pads. Um, I'm sure you're very proud of your young daughter, Mark. Oh, we are. We're so we're really happy, and it's it's just because of I guess the. Um, because she's been through so much over the last couple of years, uh, you know, it's just nice for her to have something to that, that she enjoys that that's come so far. It's um, yeah, it's been a real pleasure to watch. Thinking about her condition, the brain condition. What exactly is it? So Chiari malformation um, is a condition where part of the brain at the back of the head um, is is pushed into lower into the skull than it normally would be. Um, now, nobody really knows whether that's because uh, the brain, you know, the skull maybe hasn't grown in line with the brain or the brain's just grown a bit too fast. Um, but however that happens, it gets pushed um, down into the cavity where the brainstem comes. Um, so it pushes on the spinal cord um, and it can cause all sorts. Obviously, it's you know, your spinal cord deals with all your nerves, so it can cause all sorts of random, weird, and wonderful symptoms. Um, now, generally, if you've got a type one like Lorella had, um, lots of people have those. It doesn't really encroach too much, and people never aware that they've got it. Um, and it's generally only if you get sent for an MRI scan um, that it appears and and it gets diagnosed. And that's kind of how. Lorella found hers, but she'd already she'd had um, a history with of, of hearing problems, um, so she started having uh, severe pains behind her left ear, um, and we thought it was because of the grommet that she'd had fitted previously, um, but that seemed to be okay. Uh, and after people say no, don't really know what's going on, then so they gave her an M- MRI scan, and that's when it was diagnosed. Um, and it kind of just got progressive from there. It, it was, um, you know, it started not too bad. It's just like pain behind the ear. Um, and then a few months later, she started getting tonsillitis. Um, and we thought nothing of it. Normal tonsillitis, antibiotics, got rid of it for a while, but then it came back and it kept coming back. It was just like persistent. And she had that for about a year before they did a tonsillectomy. Um, and she was, it, it, it was just sort of, she got, um, her muscle muscles sort of got weaker and there was so just like really weird and random things because it's, it's deals with your, your spinal cord. Um, and so she was in and out of a wheelchair, uh, and it got to, I think six weeks before she had the operation for her Chiari. Um, she was actually in bed for six weeks and just couldn't move. Um, but once the once the operation had been done, um, she's she got so much better, and she's she's almost back to normal now. That's good news. Um, what what have the doctors said? I mean, in, regarding the future, did, is she going to be okay now? 
Yeah, it's one of those things. Um, I mean, at the time, they didn't know whether it was going to make any difference at all or not. Um, and it, it really has. It's, it's, it's done work wonders. Um, so they've taken a piece, little piece out of a, the back of her skull. Um, I think they've reduced, surgically reduced a little bit of the brain at the back. So technically, she shouldn't get any of that problem back unless something grows or something happens. So, you know, as, as, as a, a long-term future, it, she should be okay. Um, but you do read all the time about people that have got it and that, that do still have symptoms and that persist for, for many years. So it's, um, it's, yeah, you can't tell. Did you think that she'd ever write her own book? Um, so she's always she's always sort of written and, and we've we've encouraged her from from fairly young to to read um, and write. She's you know obviously the with with basic phonics and stuff. Um, so we started her quite early on those, um, and she's she's always sort of read we've done the bedtime reading you know we, we did that very regularly so we went through all the mr man books and um and lots of picture books so like the nick sharrett um shark in the park um and i think just because they're, they're engaging i think you've got to keep it engaging um so lots of those sort of things you know, shark in the dark's a good one because it's all glow in the dark and you know you're hiding under the covers to try and see the pictures and uh, all of that sort of thing so um she always really enjoyed the picture books um and it kind of took off from there because through the, through those type of picture books we came across daisy ups which was a, one of the big picture books, but then that had got Daisy, and of course Daisy's got her her whole um, series book behind her. So that kind of took us to those. And at that point, Lorella was getting a little bit older, and she was able to read some of those herself. Um, and she just really enjoyed it, and she she's uh, she, she read through all all of those in turn, and eventually she was like devouring one of the Daisy books like in one sitting. Um, so she's she's always loved loved reading and, and writing. Brilliant. There's going to be lots of people who are listening to this podcast who've got children starting their school in it this this month in September, and um, I'm sure they'll have all sorts of worries on their mind. I I still remember my first day at school, which was back in 1961, uh, Lorella. That's that's when the Romans were here, and. Uh, <laughs> Yes, I'm that old. Um, but, I mean, I still remember it, as I'm sure you'll remember your first days at school, and we all do. Um, what would you say, Mark, to all of the parents who've got children starting in regard to how you encourage your child? What would you say to them who are listening? Um, I think it's, it's just really important to, to, to be engaging and, and to, as I said, you know, with the things like the picture books and the with the colors and the sounds um and we we started way before obviously school started um and i think i'm sure there's going to be loads of people screaming at me no 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 um but youtube for us was a real winner um there used to be a channel on there called kids tv one two three and they used to do such beautiful little songs of engaging phonics alphabet numbers colors shapes all of that kind of stuff so by the time Lorella got to school um she was already versed quite well in those sort of things and i think that's quite key um to do that we obviously did that at home you know with 
Um, you, you get the books with, you know, where they can follow their fingers around with the letters and all of that kind of, those kind of things. Um, but it's just got to be engaging. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, lots of stories. There's lots of stories that we used to have that have got like sounds with them and anything that you can do that to, to stir their imagination is, um, I think is key. So listeners, there you, there you have it. Have it from a d- dad who knows because he's, he's been there and he's done it. Uh, the more the more times that you can spend, even if it's just five or ten minutes of an evening, just sit and listen to your child read or read to them if they can't read, read to them or take part in that. We've got a new phonics called Monster Phonics and that uses shapes and sounds and colours just like Mark was saying there. So um, get get into this because you never know. In your family, there might be an author, and that author might go on to make lots and lots of money, Lorella. Lots and lots of money. And then and then you can start paying your dad back for all those things that you've had off of him. <laughs> well, that's that, right. We're looking for her to, to look after us in our old age. Yeah, that's, that, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. At all. I'm waiting for Eddie to earn me lots of money, but he's not started yet. Um Look after yourselves, both of you. Long may you stay healthy and, and well, and I hope the book goes on to make lots and lots of copies. We're looking forward to reading Jolly Loves Jelly to our children at Dogsthorpe Infant School. But thank you for joining us today. Wonderful. Thanks. Thanks, Captain Dave and Eddie. Thank you. And so another great episode is coming to an end. Thank you all for listening. Captain Dave and Eddie will be back again next week for another learning journey on the Dogsthorpe Infant School launch pad.